Hi, I'm Rui Branco. Welcome to Talking Usework, a podcast brought to you by the Future Labs Project. Talking Usework is a series of 15 podcast interviews to usework experts and practitioners that have a say when it comes to innovation in usework either because they are using creative methods to empower young people, researching on use trends or responsible for use policies at international level. Like a shot of inspiration, all of our guests have a unique point of view about how can use workers shake up, upgrade and innovate on their daily work. Hello everyone. Um, today our guest was Tomasz Pecek. He's a Slovakian uh, youth work trainer and a youth worker himself. He is also a coach, a professional coach, and we had a great conversation about how we can use coaching in youth work. Uh, Thomas is also training youth workers in these coaching techniques and how they can apply them both individually on the one-to-one sessions and with groups of young people that want to undertake any kind of youth initiatives. So we discussed about how powerful and challenging it is to coach young people and how interesting it is for a youth worker to take upon that role and to try to be a coach at some moments. Um, when would be those moments? Uh, what are the challenges? And a few tips and tricks on how to do it. Uh, we hope you like the conversation as much as we did. So let's talk youth work. Hi, Thomas. Hi, Anita. <laughs> Hi, Thomas. <laughs> Hi, Rui. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody, you have to know that we are recording this in the middle of Tuscany, in Italy, in this amazing villa that our Italian partner from the Future Labs project Uh, reserved for us and the whole Future Labs team to have our, let's say, middle-term team meeting. And it's a beautiful sunshine outside. Some of them are in the pool, actually. And we are trying to record a podcast in one of the rooms because there's not so much working rooms around, but uh, there's a lot of comforts. So it's great to be with you guys here. And um, we are talking today with Tomas. Thomas Pacek, because he works as a trainer, an international trainer in the field of youth work, but is, he has also worked with uh, with young people as, as a youth worker. You still do, right? I do, yes. And that would be my, my first question. Um, what do you currently do uh, with young people? What are you involved in uh, in terms of youth work nowadays? The, the most recent project uh, I did, or it's still running, uh, it's focusing on young guys or men. At uh, in the age of 16 to 21, uh, so they're basically getting or entering or some of them they have already done it into the adulthood, mm-hmm. and um, so we work about what does it mean to be uh, a man, a mature man, and with the archetypes and with uh, all the things uh, because you know the society is changing, the roles mm-hmm. of the man and the wo- woman changes, right. and so um, it's um, an interesting period. And we also try to to link it with the, to work a little bit more with their parents and what for the parents it means to have uh, a child or a son in the age of uh, of being an adult and what does it mean to let him go or to to go also for the moms to to let him go out from home and and giving more responsibility. So these are the things now, which is the topic I like and I work about. 
So, so it's a lot about uh, transitioning and into adulthood for boys in this case. In this case, specifically for boys, yes. Okay. And and what kind of stuff do you do with them? I mean, what is this? Is this a, um, a consulting? Uh, I mean, on a one-to-one? -on -one? Is it mentoring? Is it a group thing? What is the shape of the activities you do around this topic? Mm. We um, we are experimenting with the with experiential outdoor course. Uh -huh. uh, we do it uh, as a Czechoslovak project together and um, so to give them the real experience which part of it is, uh, is a challenge that they have to undertake and uh, to find their answers uh, for their questions and um, to find their pathway we can give them some ideas but it's their choices mm -hmm. which they do and uh, part of it part of it is also like a, an individual talks if they want okay. and it's open we have this consultation possibility there we're going to meet in a few weeks again mm -hmm. where we really put it as a part of the program so they can go okay. to us and we can have the one-to-one -one talks mm -hmm. well this links very well with the topic of today because you are also a coach yeah you're a professional coach right yeah and you do uh coaching to adults outside of the youth field as well is it yes. i understand yeah and what we wanted to check today with you is how can coaching be used in youth work with young people how can we support them a little bit like you were saying in those uh adulthood courses for boys uh this one-to-one -one, right mm -hmm. so my question is well maybe to start and for those who are listening to us what, what is coaching? How does that work for those who don't know what it is? Okay, the, the most common mm -hmm. it's uh, individual coaching is one-to-one -one discussion, which has a coach with a client, usually for a time of one hour. Okay. Normally, it's a, a longer-term process. Mm -hmm. And um, it's about the change that uh, the, the client would like to undertake in their life. Mm -hmm. And um, what is the difference uh, or what is specific about the coaching that we don't focus on the problems the coaching focus on desired positive future that you would like to create so our task as a coach is to to help the client to define what is that they want really in their life and to help them to define the way how they can get closer to to this desired future and to help them step by step to get there and just to give an example for the people who don't know it's like people often come for example with they that they have a problem with the time and they don't have a time for the thing so they need to you know to work on their time management mm -hmm. but then if you go deeper uh, in the discussion with them then you said but if you would have all this time you want mm -hmm. what would you do with this time and that's where the answer is hidden first like for what what they would like to empower or or they maybe find out i'm, I'm not spending enough time with my family and if uh, they try to name what is important for them and, and to say, like, I would like to spend more time with my family, then it's a completely different story when they just try to, you know, uh, improve their time management. Okay. So you said it's normally a long-term <clears throat> process. How, how long can it be or is there a fixed time? It very much depends. It depends also what, what the people bring in. As mm -hmm. I have also the people which we met once and they, they got the answers they needed. The support was there. They were happy, they were fine, and, and went on their own way. Uh, I have the person which will really work on the long term. So mm -hmm. we like meet every once a month, uh, and uh, and then we always take a break of half a year, and then we start again if it is useful. Okay. But normally it's five, six meetings. Okay. It depends on, on really on the topic. And, okay. and one question, how did, how did you get into coaching? Why did you get into coaching? Mm. That, that's also linked to youth work in my case. Mm. I had a few people uh, which I worked with uh, as volunteers 
And they asked me if I can coach them. And I said, I can't because I don't know how. Mm. Uh, and that was for me uh, the motivation to to get into the process of, of learning how to be a coach and what the coaching is about. Right. And I worked as a, as a trainer before. And um, uh, one thing which is very different from coaching and which I like a lot and for me was really a mind changer is that, that in, as being a trainer until that and I'm still... But then you are the one which which is bringing some kind of expertise. Uh, so you should know and you know how to teach the people to do some things. And uh, uh, in coaching, it's it's completely different perspective. Mm. You have to look at the people as resources and believe and, and he give it, have a trust in them. They, they can find their own ways and solutions, which is best for them because it's coming from their own context and reality. So this, this way of looking at the people as a resource and mm -hmm. and how i can help them to reveal that they all they have it all already mm -hmm. it's just to to help them find a focus or name some things and uh, and support them a little bit on the way and this is this is what i like about the coaching and link with the young people right so so your wish to become a coach started from the need of young people to be coached and to be coached and then you felt the need to get training on that yes so, so, so my question is, have you now tried to coach young people? Yes. Okay. How, how does that go? I'm very curious about that. I was, um, I was curious because one of the things that, that, uh, on the, when I was learning, how, attending a course to be coached, they said like, um, it's usually for the people who has already a lot of experience, then the coaching fits. If you need a basic skills, then the training might be a better way how to get the thing. So I think, okay, young people. Uh, do they have enough experience to be coached? But then they they're to be coached to be coached even yeah. So, okay, so but to then, have a coach to help them. Yeah, you yes, have to be yes. open. Is it? Mm. It's about being open. But then there there are so many areas in the life that they're already expert. The best experts. Uh, they don't need any extra skills. It's also mm. when they uh, when they need to think of of where they go for what kind of school to choose mm -hmm. or, or even if to go to the university because they don't like the education system or they're not mm -hmm. sure if it will bring them the benefit and they feel a lot of pressure from uh, from their parents or for the people around them and and uh, um, and they don't know how to make the decision. So I had right. quite many times uh, young people around me in these decisions where to go on or what to do with their life as the next steps. Um, and very often it was very uh, easy or, or their reveal was about like, I need to make some, some decision and I can change it to one year and two years. If mm -hmm. I make and I found out this is not it, I can still do something else. But they have this uh, uh, strong pressure, like now I make the decision which influences the rest of my life and there is no way back. It's, yeah, uh, like, it's like fine the most important. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, like so there's no way I back. Can't, I can't mess this up. <laughs> exactly, and if I make a mistake, I mean everything is going to be ruined. <laughs> I'm going to so, die. <laughs> and then it's just maybe half a year of your life and then, then you can go somewhere else. Okay. Yeah. So um, so that's one of the, one of the things uh, which is there. Um, but I have a client which is still a young person, even according to the mm -hmm. most of the European countries, is below 30. And, uh, and he's uh, leading one NGO and, and work on his vision in their life. Uh, and okay. it changes also. We worked together for two years. And, uh, and before it was about the work, then it changed to, to the life topics again. And now he's getting married. So, so now we go back to... Uh, the work and and the sense and and his contribution to this world so it can be really very deep about about why the people are here mm -hmm. so how does the coaching go about i mean so a young person um 
is in a situation where they feel this pressure to take a decision or to do to, to fix something if mm. that's their feeling or to improve something and they they come to the youth worker in this case or this they mm. come to you and, and what happens what do you do as a coach how do you start yeah the the first thing the the basic uh concept of coaching is that we as coaches never bring our ideas or knowledge so that's one of the first things you need to 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 learn because normally when young people come to you and ask for advice uh, the mm. first you have a lot of advices to give <laughs> but they're coming from your context and and from your experience so first thing is just to shut up <laughs> giving advices and first start asking mm-hmm. so it's a lot about uh, about questions about uh, giving good questions and um so that that's one of the first thing and basically most of it is about just to ask young people about their life about what they want why they want it what it should bring to them mm-hmm. why this topic is important why now uh, and and what is there at the end that they want how mm-hmm. it should look like i mean to keep asking and being curious if you are curious mm-hmm. if you don't consider to be expert and uh, to give any advices but you're curious really thinking about and and wanting to know more about their context about the conditions where they live about how they look at their perspectives in the future then then basically you're doing a good job already mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's based on asking keeping to ask or staying in the questions with the young person so that they can explore themselves different areas of the issues that they are looking on or that they want to look at and um and allowing them to explore and to find their own answers is that it and to try to pin some things trying to objectivize some things to make some things more clear for them it's um if if the i take it as again as a client coach based thing mm-hmm. yeah? if the client comes basically my task is to bring him the perspectives which which he or she didn't have until now okay so basically he's responsible for the result and what he do with the things after and if they manage or not but my task is to be aware of the process and and knowing what to ask and how to ask to bring them somewhere where they want to go mm-hmm. and also to to look from the perspectives maybe they were not looking at it so to look at new ang- to the issue from new angles exactly okay do do you know if uh, uh more people using uh, coaching in youth work mm-hmm. i had i had uh, been training a coaches in the youth work uh, already for a couple of years because exactly when i find and tested it that it works and there are different contexts where it really fits and when when talking for example about the european programs i mean evs is a great hmm. context where the coaching approach really works that's where i also try uh, started tested with evs about uh, their opportunity are coming somewhere for a, for a half year or a year and and so it's how they are going to use this Uh, opportunity mm-hmm. towards what is there for them for the rest of the how they link these things so this is this was a, a very good uh, environment mm. and also i i uh, talked with the with the guys which were coming from EVS again it's uh, a just huge uh, outsider question what's EVS okay <laughs> european voluntary service where you go from your now, country now solidarity corps now yeah it's already changing so uh, <laughs> but you spend some time in another european country uh, doing something which makes sense but you go out from your usually environment culture environment somewhere in some other country and spend there yeah yeah some time so so this is where we started to uh to train some other people like how to do this coaching not okay. to uh, to believe uh, and trust in young people and their potential and that they have all the resources and find a ways how to dig it 
deeper and, and bring it out uh, that they can help themselves. And this is, I think, the most important thing on a coaching approach that, that you show them that they can take a responsibility on their own uh, lives. Okay. Uh, and it's their solutions. Yeah. Shouldn't uh, all people work like that with youngsters to expect them to uh, show them their best and expect them to have the answers but help them get them? Mm. I, I think it's uh, the, the coaching approach. I would, that's why I call it the approach because the coaching itself, it's, it takes some time and there's some, some steps, rules, da, da, da. But the approach itself, the way how we how we start talking with young people, I think that's something which is very helpful in general. Yes. But at the same time, the just asking the questions is not what helps every time. Right? Sometimes they really would like just to know answers. Sometimes they need to hear your opinion and that's okay. It's just not the first thing we should offer. Hmm. Okay. Okay. But um, you were talking about the EVS and uh, the, the European Voluntary Service and um, and how coaching can be relevant there. And I can mm -hmm. see the relevance of coaching young people that having are having medium long term experiences in another country that have are very impactful. Mm -hmm. And then they, when they return to their reality, sometimes the shock is very big. So I can imagine to have that one-to-one -one support being fundamental for them to explore their own new needs, mm. the new things that now, and also the new opportunities or the new um, issues that are there for them to deal with. But you made me think that in EVS, there is mentoring. So there, there's a need for a mentor during EVS. Mm -hmm. What would be for you the difference between mentoring and coaching, okay. if any, if yeah, there is yeah. one? What I, what I understand the, the mentoring in the concept of this voluntary service is that it's someone right. who is there more for you to, to show you the things around, to get you familiar with the people, with the place, and, and which is there to help you if you have the problem, if you need to talk with them. And uh, can be somebody also close to your, uh, mm -hmm. your age, which knows a little bit either the surrounding or the context of the organization and things like this. Mm -hmm. The person as a coach, I, I basically, for me, is an advantage if I don't know anything about the issue that the, uh, the clan is bringing, because then the answers are not popping up, mm -hmm. the advices are not popping up so easily. So, uh, it's not needed uh, mm -hmm. and then then also again where the coaching focuses on desired future so if it is about the problems we don't talk about the problems mm -hmm. we we talk about so what should be there instead of it what is again this positive future that we would like to have a little bit like an appreciative inquiry exactly okay i mean yeah. mm -hmm. and one thing is it's not only when we talk about the coaching approach uh where we started with the first training it was based to to transnational or youth initiatives mm -hmm. whether in the program the previous one was the something which they called a coach but the description was more like a mentor or somebody mm -hmm. who uh, gives uh, a support and advice and put a lot mm -hmm. of a uh, lot of energy but you can coach also the teams and that's again uh, the best thing what you can do is that you're not uh, linked to the outcome if you are not involved in what outcome they would have okay. It's much better because then, then you, if you're not biased, exactly, to, uh, then, then you leave it. Yeah, yeah. You leave it in their hands. So to support also the team, the same process might be there that help them to say what are the aims, how they would be satisfied when what will be at the end, how they can get there, and it's just to to help them on the pathway. But it's it's then very close to good facilitation mm -hmm. with a certain uh, things elements added. And in uh, this case, this is uh, group coaching. 
It's a team coaching. Mm-hmm. I mean, the so co- with several people, that's what I mean. Not yeah, on yeah, the one-to-one yeah, one yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's also a possible. If they have a common uh, common name or something which is connecting them, mm-hmm. again, but they, it's not you telling them what and how they should do. Uh, and even a coaching approach, because this is what is used also in the business. If you want to be a manager with a coaching approach, you might clarify with your employees like what should be the desired outcome. Mm-hmm. And there you put uh, also yourself. But the rest, how they get there, should be you, their decision. You can leave it on them. Okay. So and they can find their own best way, and you just support them in it. And you're not saying this is what you should do, this is what you should do, this is how you do it, this is when you do it, and this you leave on the team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's also possible in the youth work with young people. Just you're giving more responsibility to their hands. So, so in the end, from what I hear, it, coaching ends up being a great tool for empowering young people because you step out of this adult position uh, or expert position of uh, which is a power uh, position in relation to your yeah. young people the, the young people you work with um, you step out of this position mm. and you you go to this new role of uh, telling people explore within yourselves what you want to do what can you do and how will you do it is that it so it's really empowering in the sense that you put to you give them the complete freedom to decide uh, how they want to go about things yes okay but also supporting them from what i'm hearing it's not you know the answers goodbye <laughs> yeah just get on with it yes and then then when we when we started uh, on the long term trainings uh, for the youth workers how to use the coaching in the youth work mm. what they came back as a as a feedback was one of the things that there many young people are not ready for the coaching yet if you just yeah. start and make a click and now you have a different approach and they're not used to it uh, it's just not going to work mm-hmm. so sometimes it's really going to step by step and and uh, giving more and more responsibility to their hands and then they find out they are able to yeah and and then it works better so uh yeah this is to find a way like how far you can go and when it works and when it doesn't and be there also with these other roles if, they, if that's what is needed but my advice on the trainings was like Start with as much coaching approach as you can from the beginning and then go lower than the other way around. Yeah, exactly. Because so that's the role where we know already yeah, how to give advice or tell them what they should do. Yeah, it's very interesting. I, I'm part of this training, the, the eye opener, where uh, we also help young, youth workers hmm. to coach groups of young people that want to do youth exchanges. Yeah. And it's very interesting. During the training itself, uh, we have youth workers and young people present. And at a certain moment, we start a simulation game where um, the young people with the youth workers have to find partners within the group of, of the, the, the people that are in that training, and they simulate developing a youth exchange. And during one of the first meetings, once the, these international groups are made and they find their partners and they start discussing with people from other mm-hmm. countries how they're going to do the youth exchange, on one of the first meetings, we remove the youth workers from the meeting. So they are there with the young people, all trying to take decisions together. And we remove the youth workers for 20 minutes. And we do with them a small session on coaching, uh, giving some advices like, okay, make more questions than giving answers, try to shut up and let them talk, help by, I don't know, um, making a summary of the conversation, but let them kind of be in control. And then they go back to their, to their teams. And the next day we do the same. They're having all the team meeting and we remove them again. And on the second time, when we remove the youth workers from the groups where the discussions are happening, we ask them, so how was it when we took you out of the group for the first time and you went back? And generally people say, 
Well, we went back and they didn't even notice we were there because they were deciding everything. They already had a program. They were like, yeah, yeah, it's all done. And it, they were 20 minutes alone. <laughs> and for them, it's such a breakthrough to realize it, it's really... To start this, to trust them. Exactly. Mm, that that mm. for youth workers to kind of change the ship and to... Um, and it's, I think it's something that youth workers want to do, but we are also educated not to do it so much. And so for many of them, this is a haha moment of going like, oh, wait, wait a second, they're actually, they can do this without me and they should be doing this without me and I can still have a role. So it's yeah, not that yeah, I'm useless. Exactly. Yes, that's, I, that's, I still have a very relevant role. I think that's what people are afraid to, to, to feel that they're, they're not needed anymore. If, yeah. I, if I'm not giving advice and giving the answers, what am I? What then? Where, yeah, what then? <laughs> Why I'm here. Why I'm here. <laughs> but, but I have another question for you because... Um, so, so if a youth worker right now would like to start uh, exploring this this idea of coaching his or her um, his, no his young people, um, what what advices would you give them? I mean, how how to start this, or what can concretely I do with with my young people tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> you tomorrow, I mean, we're still in Vinci. Yeah, tomorrow we're still <laughs> all together here in this room and in this pool. And okay, it's not going to happen. Um, I the first thing that I would suggest is um, give them more space to talk and rather ask, be curious. I mm -hmm. mean, this being curious, before I come with a proposal and before I say anything, I might bring a topic. Mm -hmm. But I can bring a topic like, okay, today my suggestion is it's this. Mm -hmm. Or even you can say, okay, what do we want to talk about today? Of course. And uh, or to deal with today. And they might bring it up. If they don't, then I bring mine. And then still I don't say what does it mean, but I can ask them mm -hmm. again. So if I said this, what is popping up in your mind, guys? Mm -hmm. And again, it's, so it's, it's getting out the richness from those young people, what they have in them, mm -hmm. and, and building on that rather than to build on yeah. my way of thinking and understanding of the thing. So, so come with an with open mind and open heart and be ready to work with what they will say. Yeah. And what, what should a youth worker say when young people are like, we don't know, we just want to hang around? <laughs> I don't think about that that much. Yeah. I mean, how can you explore that? How can you um, motivate young people to, to believe in themselves and to kind of to be involved. Be, to be involved, to be engaged. Yeah. Can you do something about that? But it's again, I mean, it's, it depends on the topic that you yeah. and on which context you want. But it's again, like, guys, I would like to bring you a topic which you really like hmm. next week. Right? So, and if we would start from a list of the things that interest you, right? okay. where would you start? And there is something which every young person can yeah. say. Yeah? And then you just elaborate again on, on what is coming from them. So it depends. It doesn't have to happen tomorrow yeah. but the first can give you some ideas uh, on the things again if we are gonna work on a project then you don't come like okay this is what we need to do this is what you do this is what you do this is what you do mm -hmm. but okay guys now the task is this thing so so if we need to find out some ways how do we approach it mm -hmm. what do you think or if Again, I mean, that's, that's the basic skills you have working with young people. If mm. they don't want to talk in front of the big group, you give them in the smaller groups or in the couples, you give them a little time, yeah. you give them a question to work on, to prepare some answers, then you share with the big group. So there are different ways how you can, uh, you can just incorporate it in a way that you work with them anyway. Okay. Yeah, and I was thinking about what you were saying. And in those first interactions, 
you can see the ones that are more open already and the ones that are still needing to do uh, personal work. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, for one of the things that, that me working with young people, uh, teenagers, that, that's my target group, right? so I don't work with the kids. Mm -hmm. But with the teenagers, what I see for last seven years is that what they really appreciate is that the adults just talk with them on one-on-one -on -one basis mm -hmm. and don't tell them what they should do. Doesn't treat them like kids. Exactly. <laughs> But is curious about their perspectives, about their lives, about how they see things without judging their opinion. Right, but that's just, powerful. But just being curious. So, so if not with the group itself, doesn't come to your mind. So then at least if you talk individual with a young person, mm -hmm. uh, even though that they do something, maybe they break the rules. It's not starting to say, why did you break the rules? Mm -hmm. uh, it can be a different, it can be like, uh, okay, what happened now? Mm -hmm. How do you feel um, about it? Or you, you did it. So, so what happened? But if they feel that you're going to judge them and mm. tell them, no, 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 you are the bad boy or bad girl. It's also a different way how they will approach and how they will open and of what course. they will say. Another bad question. Uh, you know you shouldn't have done it. Why did you do it? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's a really trigger question. Like, yes. Oops. <laughs> oops. <laughs> I find it very interesting. And, and I think that's the powerful part of, of coaching. It's really the attitude. More than making the right question at the right time, it's really the attitude when you sit in front of somebody uh, Reholding uh, judgment mm. and um, truly believing that the person has the resources, has the answers that they need, or at least they have the ability to get them if yeah. if they want to, uh, and that your role is just to 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 hear and believe and try to lay out a map of of uh, uh, help them lay out the map in front of them. So just make questions that allow the other person to kind of see what options they have and to make choices mm, afterwards. Mm. And just that attitude, just to sitting in the presence of somebody who is doing that with you, it's so powerful. I mean, I felt that in my life when sitting with somebody who is having that role with me and, and you feel empowered by the conversation or the process empowers me. Even if I get to answer that on the next day, I'm thinking like, I was a bit irrealistic yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. You know, just, just what was I thinking? Yeah, <laughs> why did I say those things? It, it doesn't make But a lot of sense. You are the important there, and yeah. they feel it. They feel it. If you have <coughs> this attitude that they are the, the important person in that moment, that place, yeah, and you care about, and you value that. Yeah. yeah, you care and you value who they are and how they think, and mm -hmm. you're just curious. That's that's very empowering. Yeah, yeah. and I think and it, it's it's also good for the the coach because sometimes I feel that uh, from my conversations, sometimes adults they feel uh, the pressure to have the answers. Exactly. And when you can allow yourself mm. to be ignorant, yeah. it's also very, very peaceful to let me just be open and I don't have to know all the answers because I'm an adult. Exactly. I still don't know. <laughs> exactly. No, and that's really also powerful for the, the person yes. who is, for the youth worker that in that moment is doing coaching. It, it kind I, of You don't have to us. save that kid. Yeah. That, yeah. It relieves us in a way. Yeah. And I think it, it also establishes a new kind of relationship with the young people that I think on the long term can be very beneficial both ways. Yes, of It's course. It's a win-win. Mm. Mm. So uh, we're almost wrapping up this conversation. Um You know that each time uh, when we do a podcast, we have this tradition where the one of the previous um, mm. guests 
left a question for one of our future guests. And okay. so yeah. I think Rui has a question for you from one of our last uh, guests. It is for us from Danny Korai. Okay. okay. And um, the question is a, a, a situation where you were surprised by the uh, um, a young person that surprised you in the interaction or the, the answer that they gave you that caused you wonder, that surprised you. We... Um, We talked about European Voluntary Service, right. and and I was uh, <coughs> also training EVSers in Slovakia for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. And the situation which pops up in my mind when you say this is, uh, it was um, two guys, and one was from Turkey and one was from Germany, uh, which were on EVS in Slovakia, and I have, I think it was on the rival midterm training, I don't remember. And they had um, a very long. I think they finished at 3 or 4 a.m. discussion uh, with also limited English there and um, about about Europe, about the the concept and the history and then the things and they, they tried really to explain one and, and another like where are the borders with Europe and, and how it is and should be or should be not. And the next day I, I was curious so I asked them like guys like you spend hours here Yesterday. So what is the conclusion? And they said, like, we found out that we are both right. <laughs> I mean, how come? And because what is written in the books and what teachers at school in Germany is completely different what they teach them in Turkey hmm. in their books. And they both rely to, you know, very uh, good sources. And this is because it's, it's like that. So there are different realities here around us. Which, uh, which we both think is right because, I mean, that's the sources, that's what we're taught in school and we somehow believe that what it teaches there, uh, it's everywhere the same, it's universal mm -hmm. truth. And, and it's not, so, so that was for me very surprising that let me wonder and, and also how rich and deep conversation those guys could have and finding this, this conclusion. So, uh, yeah, this is what stayed in my mind. Yeah, and it's very interesting what you're saying that You can re, uh, you can end a, a discussion without one person being wrong and mm -hmm. another exactly. person being exactly. right. Yeah. You can all you can both be wrong or you can both be right. Exactly. There are different alternatives. Very cool. So we need the question for the next guest or for a next guest. Sometimes for, it's not uh, really yeah. the next for a future guest. As future guest for, for any of those. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would ask the next guest like if there. If there should be certain experience or something that the young person uh, should have as, a, as an experience before they become adult to go through, which would be ideally for everybody, what, what that would be? Something like useful? a rite of passage or something like that? Like a rite of passage is my topic now, but I'm also thinking this might not be a universal thing, but there might be something which they think might be useful for every young person to have as an experience before they grow up. So adult. what would be an experience you would recommend a youngster before they become an adult? Yes. Something like and like, like from the concept a little bit, I mean, we're mm. involved in a youth work somehow. So, mm. so it's not like uh, taking drugs or having <laughs> no, sex. or yeah. should be something, uh, well, but let's see the Within next, youth ne work. next Within guest youth. what they... Okay. Where they take the question. <laughs> yeah, it, can be, it can be something as uh, advice to the youth workers, but can be also for the, for the parents. Yeah, of course. Also... Yeah, that, that's one thing that uh, if I wanted to have a little, I know we don't have much time, but the, I think that uh, how's the relationship with coaching and stakeholders like parents? Because uh, mm. 
do you do you try to also involve the parents in the coaching do you teach them the approach so they can better talk to their kids mm. they're is very it, important as a stakeholder yeah, yeah, yeah. so He, he's a, he's a, this is the stakeholder. <laughs> it's a parent, right? <laughs> right. It's a parent yeah. talking. It's a parent. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, it's a great question. Now I had the had this as a question when I started again to to um, learn myself how to do the coaching. And one of the things that they said, I mean, that was usually it was a develop as a tool for the managers, which are already in top positions that would nobody give them advice. And uh, so there was a question like if it works with the kids. Mm -hmm. And basically, many of these elements work with the kids because the the smaller they are, and the more responsibility you give to them, and you more start to ask them, and they have to learn how to think and how to mm. give answers and how to make decisions, the better for them. Uh, I mean, when when we do with the uh, we we work with the second grade students when they come to to uh, gymnasium or, or secondary school, and we take the classes and work with them on team building with the teacher. Da, 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 And we we start work with the activities and we find out, I mean, the whole basic school, nobody really asked them for their opinion. They're not used to say yeah. their opinion. They're not. And then finally, you want them to, you know, to express uh, or answer complicated questions and they're not able to. So the sooner you start, the better. You need to be aware, like, uh, how much you are really involved in the result. Uh, because if you want that, This happens anyway, yes. so there is freedom only in the way how the kid does it. Or if you also let them choose. You do whatever I want if if it is what I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'll be careful with this approach. <laughs> But it's possible. Definitely it's possible. Uh, and nowadays I also see a lot of a lot of parents, which, I mean, parenting is now an issue. Yes. Uh, another one. Uh, all, uh, many young people try to be a good parent. And there is a, this question, how much freedom to give them, how much uh, freedom to give mistakes and from mm. the mistakes they can learn or how much to protect young people. And uh, I think to let them make mistakes, may let them make decisions when they hurt themselves to be them, to support them. But Yeah, but, but I think it's the coaching is a good framework because also makes you responsible. When you start to, to, to see that you have, you have the power Mm. You also have the responsibility. And to learn how to deal with it. Yeah. yeah. And in early age. Yeah. The sooner yeah. the better. Great, guys. Well, we will we, have to cut will off get, our conversation. We have to get back to work. <laughs> yes. We're going to start working <laughs> with the whole team in one minute in, in the plenary room, which is basically our dining room. Yeah. But yeah. it was a pleasure to talk with you uh, yeah. both about this, this technique. Um, Thomas, I know you're going to organize a course, another course for youth workers on the topic of coaching. Is that, mm. is that right? Yes, yes. We, I mean, it seems to be working and mm. uh, youth workers are interested in it. So um, I would suggest also in some other places in Europe when there are people who really know uh, what a coaching is about, because a lot of people call them mm. some coaches and very mm. often... They're not. Well, They're not. It's at least questionable. Not even curious. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. So, but if you have a people who really do this professionally and are part of some some officially recognized uh, worldwide networks of coaching, bring it to to youth workers, and it makes sense for them, and they can really support the young people. So I do like one like that in in Slovakia, which starts the next year, 2019, somewhere in the, okay in January. So we keep on passing it by. Okay, we'll well, we'll share it. And I think, and I think it's a good idea what you're saying, which is youth workers, if, if you're working in an organization, 
why not call a coach in to help you learn the coaching techniques yeah. to then implement with young and people? Exactly. This is what I'm. I know we are out of time, but I <laughs> no, I, I became a part of the uh, International Coach Federation in Slovakia, where there are most of the people who do the coaching in business. Mm -hmm. And I became even a member of the board. And my added value is really coming from this non-profit sector. Mm -hmm. And I found out that there are a lot of professionals uh, from the business which are very much willing to do for non-commercial yeah. or even pro bono uh, and invest the time in the things which make sense. Because in their work, that's not that often. We are used to do things which make sense, not for all. So, so go there and ask them. I think yeah. you will find a lot of people from uh, uh, that this are profession yeah. which will be willing to to help you. Yeah, and also recently yeah. in Europe, there's been um, publications that are free that you can consult and are um, in line with this either on this one-to-one -one relationship mm. or on the coaching of groups, in this case, youth initiatives. You also mentioned that book. So we'll put those links on our text uh, that goes together with this podcast. And if you are curious, feel free to research or to contact us and we can try to help you with finding new resources. Yeah. yeah. So okay. nice to talk to you. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye. <laughs> See you in one minute. Yeah. And that was episode number nine. It was a fun one to do. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. See you next time for another episode. This podcast is funded by the Erasmus Plus Youth Watch program powered by Tim Maish and the editorial board of UMAC University of Applied Sciences. Kari Keru, Jarmo Roxa and Christiana Vesama with the support of all the Future Labs partners.